I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't want to work on their protein or is not interested in protein or doesn't want to eat more protein. It, it's super common and for good reason, you know. It's one of those low-hanging fruits that I always make sure that I'm working with when I'm working with a client or when I'm recommending easy ways to kick off your nutrition. But what are some ways that people are making mistakes with protein? Now, that's the thing that we need to be more focusing on sometimes as well because it's not just about what you need to do but what you need to not do as well, okay? Hope that makes sense. Well, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Welcome back to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian and nutritionist. And today, again, we're talking protein. Specifically, we're talking about the four protein mistakes that you are probably making or maybe making. I don't want to accuse you just yet. All in all, I hope to use this list to help kind of clarify the things that you should stop doing when it comes to your protein game, because that's going to um, actually help you. Because if you're just focusing on the strategies you need to do, you forget to put awareness and your eyesight on top of the things you're already doing that are setting you back. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so let, let's get right into it. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna ramble on too much. So number one is not eating enough protein total daily. So it's good and all if you're starting to eat more protein. It's good and all that you're including protein as part of your meals more consistently. But if you're still not hitting your total protein requirements, you are leaving so many potential results on the table, especially if you're, if you're dealing with things like muscle building, strength, and performance, where you need to either in, kind of provide that, that specific type of macronutrient to your muscles and body, but also from a recovery point of view as well. So you need to be eating total amount of protein to the level that is adequate for you. And that can vary for individuals. If you want a rough kind of guide, you know, anywhere between 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of leanish body weight is going to get you in the ball mark figure. And then you can obviously adapt that to your individual preferences and requirements as needed. But that's kind of the ball mark figure of where you need to get to to eat enough. It's not just about, oh, I'm not eating enough protein. I'll include a protein with my lunch. And then the rest of the day is not really where it needs to be. That's not going to put you in an ideal situation. It's a stepping stone. And it's better than eating no protein, for example. But you want to be always getting better and working towards the ultimate goal when it comes to protein, which is total daily amounts. And that total daily amounts needs to equal the amount that you require for your individual needs. Now, number two is your timing is off or your distribution is not quite good. So even like this one is kind of similar. I know what you're probably thinking. Well, yeah, you already kind of said if I'm not eating protein each meal, so I'm not eating total protein yet. But this is kind of like a more of a, uh, a part two to that, to that equation. So you can technically eat adequate amounts of protein, but if your timing is off or your distribution more specifically is off, then you're still not going to be in an optimized position. For example, if you eat, let's say, 10 grams of protein in breakfast 
And then throughout the day, you might eat five grams here and there, and then you eat 90 grams for dinner. You might be hitting your requirements, total requirements, but your distribution and your timing is completely off. Now, timing also comes about more so for if you're like like an athlete who's working on a specific performance um, goal, or even for muscle building to a degree, although... This has been disputed a lot more in recent years and we've actually come to discover that the, the, uh, the post-training eating window doesn't actually exist in the same way that we thought in terms of, you know, you don't need to eat right, before, right after your training, you know, right after gym to, to get the benefits of it. it can actually last longer. But still, if you're just like leaving it off unnecessarily or your distribution is off, you're not eating consistently protein throughout the day, you're not eating consistently across day to day, week to week, month to month, all that sort of stuff. If your timing and distribution in total is just not where it needs to be, you're still going to be leaving results on the table. And this one's actually uh, uh, potentially more common than total because total is kind of like once people start eating more protein, they really kind of hit the ground running. But the distribution is the one where people really get, get stuck because they don't think about it. It's easy to think, I need to eat more protein. Okay, how much do I need to eat? But it's not easy to think, I need to eat more protein. How much do I need to eat? And in what way am I supposed to eat it? That's that secondary part where a lot of people miss. So it's a very important one to consider. Number three is not choosing lean sources of protein or just focusing or eating too much of those uh, protein processed foods. Now, I'm not here to hate on any foods. You know, if you know me, you know that I'm all about flexible nutrition. You know that it's all about balance and that any food can fit a overall healthy lifestyle. But if you're focusing on getting your protein from salami all the time and things like that, you're not going to be in the best position possible. One, the protein is not as, uh, in the most uh, optimized uh, state. Therefore, you know, it's not as, uh, as ideal from a uh, bioavailability point of view. Two, the amount of calories you're going to get from it is just going to be potentially astronomical comparably. And because of that, you're not going to be in a caloric level that you need to be. Because remember, calories still matter depending on what goal it is that you're trying to achieve, of course. And of course, it's about the hashtag health part of the, part of the equation. You know, we can't be letting our goals sway us away from focusing on ultimately still keeping up with the keeping up with the health okay so that's why you want to be focusing on lean source of protein where possible you know lean cuts of beef lean you know skinless chicken you know lean turkey lean pork all this sort of thing now that doesn't mean you can can't have some fattier cuts of meat and fattier cuts of meat will still be better for you than like processed meats for example it just means that it's about 80-20, you know, 80-20 rule. 80% of time aim for, to get your protein from lean, good quality sources. And then other 20% of time, if it fits your calories and how you go about your nutrition, then it's okay to dabble in a bit of fun foods, okay? So that's number that's number three. Now, number four, okay? Number four is an interesting one to kind of talk about because if you're already, let's say, okay, so I'll just, I'll just say what it is. So number four is... The disregarding the the benefit of plant-based options or the, I guess, relevance of plant-based options, I should say. People tend to think that all your protein needs to come from animal-based sources if it is to be the most effective. Now, what happens then if you're vegetarian or vegan? Well, then you have to adapt. And then people think, oh, well, that's not in the most optimized state. Well, I can tell you right now, there are good quality sources, great quality sources of protein in the realm of plant-based. We're talking things like soy-based, which is still a complete protein. So we're talking tofu, tempeh, you know, t- uh, TVP, texturized vegetable protein, products made from soy protein. And I'm, I'm starting to eat more and more of those in my diet as well. There's products, more and more products popping up, you know, like uh, chicken-style pieces and, and uh, plant-based burgers that are actually quite nice. You know, they actually work really well. So the options are there. And if you can include some more plant-based uh, protein sources in your diet, 
you'll be in a more a more balanced state. It will actually be healthier for you. So I always encourage you know to look at ways you can increase your plant based eating, and not just from veggies and fruit. I'm not even just talking about that. That's obvious, but increasing the amount of plant based protein foods you include, having maybe like a meatless Monday or something like that, could be a good way for you to balance the equation while still maintaining your your nutrition your nutritional edge. You know what I mean? Because you can't disregard the plant-based options. Yes, there are options out there that are promoted as plant-based that are just crap, but there are solid choices out there as well. And it's about that juggling game. The only thing I will say is that with plant-based eating, the only thing you've got to consider is that for calorie for calorie, protein to protein, like the amount of protein you get for a per calorie kind of thing can be a bit more swayed. So you end up having to, for some foods, eat more of that food to actually get the protein, which means that you might offset your carbs and fats and stuff, or you might offset your calories or it might be difficult to eat because the fiber content and things like that. So there are some things you have to consider. I'm not saying it's as easy as eating animal-based, but if you can include some more, let's say, soy-based protein sources in your diet and more legumes in your diet and things like that, you'll be in a good position to, I guess, reach a level of dietary optimization that not many people think about, and you'll be in a better, you know, a better position for it. So yeah, that's just something to think about. So that's your four. That's your four protein mistakes that you might be making. Number one, not eating enough total protein. Big one. Number two, not not thinking about your timing and distribution and those being not where they need to be. Not Number three, not choosing lean sources of protein. And number four, disregarding the benefit or potential applicability of using plant-based protein sources as well. So I hope this list of four helps give you some, some insight in terms of what you can do for your protein to start getting that moving in the right direction. And of course, if you've got any questions about protein, let me know. Description notes below. Show notes, I should say. You'll see all the details in terms of how you can contact me. But you can just DM me on Instagram. Easy. And I'll, we'll chat to you there. And of course, if you want someone to help you directly increase your strategy when it comes to protein, then maybe it's time to talk to a dietitian, see if they can help you. So if that's of interest to you and, and you're interested in speaking to me about it, then you know, show notes below. You'll be able to see how you can apply or just reach out to me via email. Let me know. And we go from there. Make sure it's a good fit. Easy. But yeah, until then, you know, hope you stay, hope you stay well. Yeah. Stay classy as always. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.